Welcome to the Rise Resolute Podcast. I'm your host, Gina Meyer, a doctor of physical therapy committed to helping people live healthfully, joyfully, and push past even their own expectations for their life. Friends, we are more alike than we are different. A broader perspective is the key to opening our minds. It's the key to change. In this episode, I have the pleasure of talking with an amazing woman, the first African-American Muslim woman to represent Team USA in triathlon, who provides insight on how we can all be a part of the change that is needed in this country. Her insightful words about how we can embrace each other, how we can teach our children to be brave by being brave ourselves, and how none of us are alone in our individual journeys is sure to inspire you. This is an important conversation that we had intended to have months ago, but the timing was made perfect. I know you'll enjoy. Here's the interview. I am so thrilled to have Khadija with me today. Um, she is a phenomenal woman, um, but she wants me to start off telling you that she is a normal woman, just like all of us. She's a mom. She's a project man- manager, um, but she also happens to be the first Muslim woman to ever um, be on a triathlete for Team USA. I'm going to have her tell you more about that. She's also an Ironman Silver All-World Athlete. She's a USAT ambassador, and um, I'm just really excited to have a conversation with her today. So thank you for doing this, Khadija. Uh, thank you. And it's it's ironic. We had intended on talking earlier in the year. I know. Um, but I always say that, uh, you know, God is the best of planners. We both got busy, and I, I think this is probably a more impactful and um better time to talk. So I I'm, absolutely I'm agree. You're right. It's funny how God works. And um, I'm glad that we are having the chance to have this conversation now because I agree it's a powerful time to be doing it. So, well, great. Um, can we start off by, uh, will you give the viewers and the listeners just a little more background, Khadija, on you um, and, and sort of your career as a triathlete and an athlete and also a little bit about you as a mom and, um, you know, project manager and everything else that you do. Take it away. Okay. So um, I started triathlon in 2012. Um, I did it as part of an initiative for a sorority that I belong to, Gamma Gamma Chi Sorority Incorporated. It is an Islamic-based sorority. Um, It was the Iron Girl Triathlon in Lake Lanier, Georgia, and I came in third to last. And that is not in my age group. That was out of everyone. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Third to last. Okay. Yeah, this so, is amazing. but I had I had a ball, okay. and um, I think within a week I had registered for two other races, and um, that's I mean that was all she wrote. I was I was in love with the sport. I was in love with the people that I was meeting. Um, I was traveling around Georgia racing, and um, I met um, a man called his name is uh, Alonga Thandaway. And he said, you know, you're, you're a pretty good swimmer. And I see how you ride that bike. You know, if you've got some training, you could, you know, do something with this. And he's the one that got me started racing, you know, all around the country. And then I saw somebody in a Team USA kit. And I was like, well, wow, they have their name on the on their rear end, on their kit. How did they do that? <laughs> yeah. And literally, it was that simple of it. It wasn't this grandiose thought of being on Team USA. I just thought it was cool that they had their name on their, on their kit and, um, decided that was something that I wanted to do. 
So. I think that is so amazing that the the start, like the humble beginning. And then, so fast forward then. So how did you end up making Team USA? Um, was I'm sure it was a ton of crazy hard training and a lot of um, perseverance. And then take us to that point in time. Yeah, it was, um, yeah, I really started uh, training a lot harder than um, I was a, a good swimmer, but I, I focused primarily on my cycling and my running. Um, even though I ran track in college, running was my weakness. I was a middle distance runner. I ran the 800. Okay. So I had to learn not to run like a middle distance runner running slow. Um, and actually the first time that I tried to make the team, I, I didn't make it. I, I, I had a bad swim. I biked too hard and I literally passed out halfway through the run. Wow. Um, and it was, it was extremely disappointing, but I actually think it was, the best thing that ever happened to me as far as being a triathlete, because it made me reevaluate myself as an athlete, my nutrition, everything. And then the following year I went back and I made the team and I appreciated it so much more. I was more prepared and um, it, it was just, it was just more impactful for me. And I think it, 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 it helps me to help other people more because it didn't come easy. That's right. It took me three years time I decided I wanted to try to make the team to actually making the team. And, and there was a failure in there and I'm grateful for it. Yeah. Oh, I think that's so powerful. And I think you're so right. When we, when we experience failure, whether we like it or not, we, we grow, we, we learn, we gain strength and wisdom. Um, I think, I think it's so phenomenal. So tell us a little bit more what it's like, like to be a Muslim woman, um, right. You know, and a triathlete as well. Yeah. Um, that, Actually, I mean, there's two aspects. Of course, I'm African American mm -hmm. and I'm Muslim. I think I've had more overt is issues related to the fact that I'm Muslim, especially when it comes to non-wetsuit races. I race um, fully covered. Um, I've had to get a waiver uh, for the kits that I wear. Um, and um, when I first made the U.S. team, the kit that was made for me had to literally be sent in, inspected and then sent back to me to prove that I wasn't getting an unfair advantage um, over any other athlete. Um, and it's just the swim portion. And it's so funny, the smallest portion of the race creates so much controversy. Um, I've even had instances where um, I've received a waiver from USAT and the officials at the race have tried to pull me out of the water. One of my close, one of my, a guy who I consider my, one of my closest friends, I hope he considers me one of his closest friends. That's how I met him. Um, and we were just talking about it a couple of days ago. The officials were literally coming to stop me from starting the race. And he and two other athletes just conveniently got in the way. The horn went off and I dove in, in the water. Wow. Wow. That's and incredible. I, yeah. And so you had so, the waiver, but they were still going to pull you. Yeah. And the funny thing is I had it in my hand when the race started. I swam with the waiver in my cap. Oh my gosh. Crazy. It's, it's, it was, it's, it's, and I look, I look at it now and I laugh with the stress of that day was, it was overwhelming. Yeah, it was really overwhelming. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, I know we were talking before we started taping and before we came on Instagram today about what a, mm -hmm. a, a pivotal moment it is in our, in our country right now. 
um, and all the things that we're facing. And I, I, I agree. I feel like God had the timing right. And he, he wanted to delay our talking until it was perfect timing. So um, I would love to get some of your feedback on your own journey um, through uh, th- these last few weeks and in general, um, being an African-American woman in America. And then we, you know, we can talk a little bit more about some specifics after that. So do you want to share a little bit about your own, your own journey, Khadija? Um, yeah. Wow. Um, I know it's heavy. It's a lot. <laughs> yeah. And, and I'm quote, I'm quoting one of my Facebook friends and I, I, I have to, I have to go back and remember her name. Cause this is the second time that I'm quoting her. We're all in the same storm, but we're definitely not on the same ship. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I just from a physical perspective right now, I'm extremely fortunate. Um, I have a career that allows me to work from home. Um, I was able to quickly pull all of my children um, out of school and homeschool them. I've homeschooled before, so it wasn't the same type of uh, overwhelming pressure that I know that a lot of parents are feeling right now. Um, Everything that I need to train, including an area to swim, I have at my house. So as an athlete, other than lack of motivation because of stress sometimes, I've been able to continue um, my training. But between biological and adopted, I have six sons. Wow. Um, I worry about their safety every day. Um, I have been with my brother when he's been confronted by the police. We were joking in the store and um, they actually confronted him as if he was assaulting me. And I'm like, he's my brother. We're just joking. I've been pulled over by the police for a supposedly broken tailpipe taillight and had a gun pulled on me. And then upon arriving at my final destination, there was nothing wrong with my taillight at all. So I, I, um, as an African-American, I'm in seemingly a very good position, but all of the stories that you hear are real. I don't, I don't know that there's a single African-American, at least that I know of, they can't say they haven't had one instance where they haven't been approached by the police, had something um, said to them. And you can kind of tell. I mean, you know, sometimes people say things and they don't mean it or it's out of ignorance or lack of exposure or they haven't been degraded or someone hasn't said something condescending to them. Um, I, I've even had people, I had a, a gentleman in the elevator ask me, I'm, I'm, uh, even the people at my work, at my job, or most of them are extremely supportive. Uh, one of my uh, coworkers, oh, when's your next race? Um, and I you know, said, oh, well, I'll be leaving for Denmark in a couple of weeks for Worlds, blah, 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 blah. And one guy on the elevator says, oh, you swim? And you could tell it was, it wasn't like, oh, you're a swimmer. It was like, you swim. And I don't know whether it was because I was Muslim or because I was black or because I'm short. I don't know. But it's, um, it's, it's hurtful. And um, the one thing that I am happy about and I'm proud about, as I see people and I hear people talking, um, this isn't an event. This isn't a, a, a moment in time. 
people are ready for change. They're tired. Yeah. And um, I, I, in my own little way, I've in the past, I've tried to play a part in initiating change, pushing change. I want to be there. I don't care if I'm in the background scrubbing floors to make it happen. I want to be a part of that. I love that. And I think that we all have to make a commitment to be a part of the change. And I think that um, I think that sometimes we feel stuck. We don't know how to best help. Um, and, mm-hmm. you know, being a white female myself, I know that I don't understand. Um, I don't and, and I can't, but I want to. And I and I want and I want to fight for change also. And so that's why this is a powerful moment to tell people how they can actually not just say the words, but take action. Um, So let's talk about that. As a white female. What's that? You're saying as a white female, but the thing is, even as a a black woman, I can't understand. I can't 100% all of the struggles that a black male goes through. That's That's right. that's a totally, totally different. All you can do is what you can, you can do, and you have to do it in earnest from your heart. Yeah, it's true. Thank you for saying that. It's true. Um, so let's talk about. I know part of your platform, Khadija, has always been, um, you know, connecting all human beings, um, and that we're more alike truly than we are different. Um, yes. Let's talk a little bit about some simple ways that people can become a part of the change and the movement towards justice and love and a different world. Um, if you want to put some ideas out there. So one one of the things I'd like to share is that my first world championship experience, um, there was a young lady and she's probably going to kick me for saying her name. Her name is Kathy Bowman. She um, was sponsored by the same people that I was sponsored by at the time, Tri Sports. She had been to several world championships. She came and picked me up. She drove me around the route. Her daughter was with her. She just truly just embraced me as anybody else, as as you would expect. Right. Um, And we sat and talked and, you know, she talked about her daughters and her job. and, And the thing that I realized in spending time with her is that she had the same hopes and dreams for her children that I had for mine. She enjoyed racing the the way I enjoyed racing because it was the one thing that she did for herself. And I think at that moment, it was when I realized that sharing who I was as a person and helping other people realize that just because I wear hijab, just because my skin may not be the same color as yours, we have to recognize that we are all more the same than different. Just, just like Kathy, she, she, she has a regular job, but she's a bang-up triathlete. Um, she has two daughters who she worked diligently to get them through college, and one is you know, traveled to Australia uh, to live. Um, and when we hang out, it was funny that the last nationals, uh, she had forgotten something, and I had what she needed, so I went up to her uh, space. And I tucked it into her uh, her transition area. And the lady said, oh, are you messing with somebody's transition? I said, no, don't worry about it. It's my sister's spot. And then Kathy walked up and hugged me. And the lady just looked at us as if we were nuts. But it, it, I think what you can do, and I, I told another teammate this, 
reach out to somebody who doesn't look like you. Mentor somebody who doesn't look like you. Hang out with somebody who's totally outside of your circle. And I, I think that makes all of us grow. Um, I hang out with people who aren't Muslim. I hang out with people who aren't African-American. Um, and I've had the, the opportunity to race internationally just to see how other people live. Exposure, exposure, exposure. And don't be afraid to engage other people. And don't be afraid to, to, to say the wrong thing. Sometimes you are. I know I've said the wrong thing. Yeah. This is such great advice. I think that people do get afraid. And the thing is you have to break out of that fear and push yourself a little bit outside of your, mm-hmm. uh, outside of your normal um, comfort zone you know, um, and, and really take that leap of faith to, you know, go outside yourself and from a place of love, you know, um, I think that you're exactly right. Uh, let's talk a little bit about being moms and I know that your journey is different than mine, but, um, let's give some, some thoughts on the, the behaviors we can model for our children, um, and how we can help them also follow that path of, of, realizing that there are so many different perspectives in this world outside of our own. Um, I think that that that's hard as kids, I think for them to understand, but, um, speak to that a little bit, speak to your journey as a mother and the way that you model these things for your boys. Um, I teach them to be cautious, but to not be afraid. Um, all of my children have traveled, uh, internationally. Um, my older children have traveled internationally alone, and I purposely set it up that way because um, I wanted them to be able to um, not be afraid, to be resourceful, to know um, when they need to reach out, to, to understand that sometimes you have to, to trust in the unseen. Um, and I, we all have to lead by example. Our kids are watching us. That's so right. Uh, and I, it, it, and sometimes you say, oh, well, that's a bad kid or that kid's done something. I think if you follow that kid home, you'll see he's they're learning from their parents and you have to kind of embrace, embrace them and let them see something different. Um, even like even. Even my daughters, um, I have one daughter who traveled. She traveled to Germany by herself to 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 um, for her studies. She's an artist, and she called me one weekend. She said, "Oh, mom, I'm I'm going to Tunisia for a couple of days. I'll let you know when I get back." I was like, "Whoa, wait a minute! You can't do that." She's like, "Well, that's what you do." <laughs> so it's just just teach them. If you want them to be brave, be brave yourself. If you want them to embrace others, embrace others yourself. Um, and, and I think it's important. And I think it's important to be a lifelong learner, um, not even just formal education, but learning a different language, learning different foods, um, learning different places. Yeah. And it encourages your children to do the same. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I like what you said earlier, too, about, um, you know, don't be afraid. And sometimes you say the wrong thing. And I, I think that if we can just free ourselves from free ourselves from being paralyzed by that fear that we're going to say the wrong thing and just have the dialogue and show the kids sometimes we make mistakes too and we yeah. say we're sorry and we try again you know yeah. um but we try we don't just um we're not silent and we you know we're willing to to push ourselves a little um yeah. 
I know. I love that too. Um, we had someone just comment, if you, if you want your children to be brave, be brave yourself. That was so powerful, Khadija. I love that. Um, so, and the young lady who, who made that comment, she is brave. <laughs> I know, I know her personally. She is brave. Yeah. And she is actually, she is, um, she's one of the, uh, she's a member of the Aquabike Team USA team. But one of the things I'm, I am super, super happy about is this year there were a record number of African Americans at uh, the National Multisport Festival and a record number of African Americans qualified for the team. The first year that I made it, there were two African Americans, uh, three African Americans who qualified for the team, two who competed, one young lady in the aquathlon and myself in long course. And this year, I believe there was at least one African American at every distance from the sprint all the way up to the long course. Ugh, and it just, so awesome. it just, it, it, I, I always try to, you know, be, I try to pitch myself as the strong one, but I literally cried. <laughs> it, meant, it meant so, it meant so much to me. And a lot of my, uh, all, a lot of my friends on the team who aren't African-American, they were, they were excited for me because they knew why I was excited. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Oh. I think that's fantastic. And I think that the message to put out too is that, I mean, look at you, just coming from the athlete perspective in general, you, your first race, you were third to last, Khadija, and that did not <laughs> stop you. So anyone who has these dreams, who has a dream of doing something like you've done, go do it. It can be done. You know, yeah. you showed them, you're, you're paving the way. Um, and I just think that that is so powerful for young people to see and hear and and realize that, you know, we can all do things that even if we come in last to start, it's okay. You know? Yeah. Um, And if you enjoy it, what difference does it make? That's right. If if I was, if I was losing, I'd still be racing. I love, I love the, I love the training. Um, I love, especially the swim. I think I love the silence of this swim because when I swim all I hear is my breath and my heartbeat and I love that and I I would I would do it anyway well that was just another little phenomenal quote there that you just gave and I think it's so applicable not just to you know sporting and athleticism but just to life if I was losing I'd still be racing um so powerful and I think for me you know that can be translated to the fact that we are going to fail. We're going to try and we got to get up and keep racing, you know, and yeah. just race a life. Um, very cool. Well, as we um, wrap up, Khadija, are there any other positive words of encouragement that you'd like to put out there um, during this time for other women or people who are facing um, struggles that we don't know anything about? Um, I always know you're not the only one. Um, there's always somebody out there to support you. Um, I have found in my struggles that if you share with someone, there's somebody out there that understands. I remember even one time, um, I was, uh, 70.3 world championships was in, uh, South Africa. And I just kind of posted, oh, I'm not going to go because this, that, and the other. Uh, two people inboxed me and said, you're going. <laughs> they just told me that I'm going. And um, I belong to an organization, uh, Black Triathletes Association. Um, 
all of them pulled together and made sure that I went. Um, That's awesome. There's, it, you know, it's not complaining sometimes. Sometimes it's just sharing your struggle and there's always someone there to help you. And they may not be able to do anything for you, but they may be able to direct you to someone who can get you where you need to be. There's always someone out there to, to, to help you share your struggle. And when someone else shares theirs, if you can help them, help them. That's right. It's beautiful. And that's, that's the goal of what I'm doing here is to connect people and make them realize that they aren't alone. Um, and that, you know, in our ability to, to relate to each other, um, we are so much stronger. Um, and so I totally agree. Whoever's out there right now feeling alone and fearful, paralyzed, I don't know how you're feeling out there, but you aren't alone. Um, so reach out and, um, and connect. That's great advice, Khadija. Well, thank you so much for coming on today. Um, we'll put together the audio of this episode and release it um, as well so people can listen after the fact. Um, anything else that you want to add before we wrap up? No, that's it. I, I want to thank the, all the organizations that have always been uh, there for me. Um, the Black Triathletes Association. Um, there's a group called Fast Chicks. Vaughn Spencer, she's awesome. Um, Team USA coordinators have always been there for me. Um, F2C Nutrition, Glenda and Greg, they are absolutely amazing. They're based out of Canada. They uh, made sure that I had my first custom try kit. And I'm, I'm totally grateful for that. Um, uh, ASEA Mata Sportswear, they make my hijabs and um, comfort zone soaps. They, they're one of my big sponsors too. They're just, and these are people who have been with me before it all started. And I'm, I'm, I'm grateful for, for them. Very cool. Well, I can't wait to see what you do when, um, when we come through the, the pandemic and um, to watch your continued successes as a triathlete, but moreover, as just a regular person um, who is such a powerful force in this world. So I am so glad that I had the opportunity to chat with you and I hope we'll stay in touch. Um, and I wish you all the best. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. This is awesome. Okay. <laughs> Much love. Bye. Have a great day. Thanks. Thank you so much, Khadija, for your powerful insight. It is my hope that everyone will take some small piece of this conversation today with them as they journey onward and take action for change. And I truly know, connected, we can rise.